Professional hockey. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. This is the often imitated, never duplicated board check. It's a longest running show. I believe season eight. Not I believe. I know it's season eight. You guys know it's season eight. Thanks for sticking with us. You guys have been with us since the beginning. Even those of you that are just finding the show, thanks for joining us. I'm going to get into all the great things, including the Stanley Cup Finals. There, uh, the NHL Awards are coming up. Uh, there's some Gladiator notes. There's a lot of stuff coming up. But first, I want to tell you that if you want to be a part of the show, here are the ways you can do so. You can email us here at the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, or Board Check. Look for those terms. You should be able to find us. If uh, you'd like to just click a show and just click a link and listen to a show, you can go to our Twitter account, at Team Impact Media, and scroll down to the appropriate show and listen. Click on it. Listen as many times as you want. There is no cap. Or you can also click on Board Check's unique Twitter account, at Board Check where you'll find all things hockey and uh, also our rugby ATL coverage banded all in one great account. Can I say it all the time? Rugby and hockey have a lot in common. It is a very similar audience. It's about time we put those two audiences together. Other than that, you can follow myself for show-related things and uh, unshow-related things at TheImpact99 on Twitter. Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, like I said, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, depending on when you listen to this show, on Wednesday of this week, uh, Rugby ATL is having a charity golf tournament that you will find me at. Uh, this Friday of this week will be the third week of the PFL MMA show in Atlanta. We'll be there for that. All of our pictures, all of our videos will be posted up um, in, in a lot of those different places. Also, you can find Board Check anywhere you find a podcast, including Spotify, the iTunes Store, and Podcast One. And uh, we do appreciate all the questions, comments, suggestions, rating, reviews, all the fun stuff you guys send us. We appreciate all those treasure maps. We are going to uh, be following those very soon. Hopefully, they don't lead to weird places like your backyards. But uh, if they do, then maybe you made a good casserole and we'll stay for dinner. Who knows? All kinds of fun stuff we do here. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. And I know what you guys want me to lead with, and I am going to lead with that. And that is congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights, who I thought in six games, turns out it was in five. They get... They are your Stanley Cup winners. How did they do it? Well, 
They were against the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers play a, I won't say chippy because that would demean it. They play a very physical before, during, and after the whistle. They uh, are trying to entice you to retaliate, which is how they uh, they get under your skin. They make you make mistakes, and they capitalize on those mistakes. And against every other team in the league, that pretty much has worked this year. That's how the Panthers got here. And they're, they're highly talented. But against the Golden Knights, the Golden Knights just uh, chose not to fight back and let Florida get their own penalties and mistakes and beat them on the scoreboard almost every time. Great strategy. If you can keep calm and keep the demeanor, then definitely, definitely that is how you do it. So let's go all the way back to game number one. I know we talked about all these, a couple of these on the show, but I'm going to go all the way back. This one took place in Vegas. The Panthers score a couple goals, but the Golden Knights more than double them up. Five to two is your game one score. Uh, Eric Stahl opened it up for Florida. Jonathan Marshall show. Marshall we will get to him in a minute, but uh, he evens it up. Shea Theodore. It's going to be a theme coming soon. He opened up the second period, makes it 2-1. Golden Knights, Anthony Duclair ties it up. And then we get to the third period where Zach Whitecloud, O-Captain, my captain, Mark Stone, and Riley Smith all bang one home, make it 5-2. In the losing effort, Bob Rofsky had 29 saves. In the winning effort, Aiden Hill had 33. I'm telling you, it's, I always tell people whoever has the hottest goalie, and uh, the two best scorers usually win the usually win the Stanley Cup. And uh, I'll be honest, it was it was pretty tooth and nail for a lot of this series. So one nothing. So we go to game number two, also in Vegas. Remember what I said? I said Vegas would win game one and game two. More than likely, they would drop game three and then win game four. If not, those would be swapped. Florida was going to get at least a game. Then I thought game five would go to Florida. Game six would be the winner. I'll be honest with you guys. I went four for four. And then I went four for five. And uh, still pretty excited. We'll get to that in a minute. But game number two. Florida once again finds a couple goals. Their goals were from uh, Lundell and Matthew Pachuk. But... Seven goals came from the Golden Knights. Those are goals by uh, Nicholas Waugh. Brent Howden had a double. Amadio had one. Alex Martinez, one of my favorite Golden Knights, been following that guy for a long time. And uh, Marcia So added two as well. Aiden Hill, 29 saves in the victory. Uh... Bob Roski gave up. Uh, he gave up four of the goals and got the gate. They chased Bob Roski out. He had nine saves and then 12 saves in for uh, Lyon, who also gave up three on the back end. Just wasn't their night. So 2-0, we go to Florida. This one goes to overtime. Told you guys it would be close, but Florida was going to take it. Did not realize it was going to go to overtime. Your Golden Knight goals were from Mark Stone and Jonathan Marshall. 
uh, Montour, Lechuk, and Verhage all with the goals for include Verhage had that masterful goal in overtime. Uh, just about five minutes in uh, for the winner. Uh, in a losing effort, Aiden Hill had 20 saves. In a winning effort, Bob Rofsky rebounded and had 25 saves in that one. So we're sitting 2-1. to one. We stayed down in Sunrise, Florida. Remember, I said they dropped game three. They're going to win game four. And the Golden Knights did exactly that. Same score. It's just reversed. No overtime. Golden Knights win 3-2. to two. Your Panther goals come from Montour and Barkov. And your Golden Knight goals come from William Carlson. And Stevenson had both other goals. Aiden Hill, 29 saves in the win. Bob Roski, 28 saves in the loss. So now we're 3-1. We go to game number five in Vegas. I really, really thought maybe Florida would rebound here too. But a little happy to be to be wrong because I, a lot of my brackets that I or almost all my brackets that I picked had the Golden Knights winning this thing. I actually had them beating the Hurricanes, so uh, almost had that dead on. Uh, but not to be outdone, the Panthers scored three goals in Game Five. They got one from uh, Aaron Ekblad. They got another from Sam Reinhardt and from Sam Bennett. The only problem was the Golden Knights scored nine. Goals, nine, one less than ten, nine, one more than eight. Two plus seven is nine. Three times three, they tripled them up, is nine. Nine, as in German word for no, as in no, Florida, you are not winning this cup. Probably out of references there. Uh, goals in this one, Mark Stone. Hey, had, a, had one. Alec Martinez, Riley Smith, Mark Stone again. We're going to say it one more time, by the way. Amadio adds one. We get to the third. Barbashev, who is going to command a lot of freaking money in the very near future. I don't know that he stays in Vegas, but he is going to the highest bidder. God bless whoever that is. Uh, Mark Stone, unassisted, gets his hat trick about five minutes to go in the game. And Nicholas Waugh. Adds goal number nine with about a minute left. Mark Stone, though, gets his hat trick in Vegas. Uh, real quickly, Bob Brofsky, who was arguably the second best goalie in the playoffs, uh, he had a resurgence. Every, almost everybody wrote him off. The people who didn't write him off were the Florida Panthers and the fans of Sunrise, Florida, who said, we still believe in Bob. And I'll be honest, if if I didn't have Aiden Hill as my goalie, I would believe in Bob too. And even if I did, I'd still probably believe in Bob. But 23 saves in the loss there, 32 saves for Aiden Hill in the win. Jonathan Marshall Show gets your MVP award. And Vegas wins the cup. There's a lot of different things we can get into. There was uh, an owner's bet between the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. We get the exact thing here. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights owner Bill Foley 
uh, partnered with Florida Panthers owner Vincent Viola to donate $100,000 to military families following the Stanley Cup final. The owner of the winning team, which would be Bill Foley, uh, chose a veteran service organization to accept the donation. So a lot of military families just got $100,000 total among them. Uh, just, just incredible. Uh, cannot, cannot stress enough uh, how amazing that is. Uh, now, here are some of the crazy... Um, there's only two main ones that I really want to hit on. Because a lot of people were like, oh, there's all these crazy stats and all this. There's there's two main themes that I just want to bring up that are uh, incredible and amazing and uh, have a lot to do with why the Golden Knights won this. Let's start with the multiple goalies. This year, here are these six goalies who, who spent a... Uh, uh, at least a couple minutes between the pipes for the Golden Knights. How about Robin Leonard, Yuri Patera, Logan Thompson? If I'm not mistaken, it was either Logan Thompson or Laurent Brissois. There's another name there. One of those two were an all-star, were they not? How about Johnny Quick? Jonathan Quick come in and become basically a coach on the bench. And Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill, who... I think was traded for a sixth round pick early in the year. They did it for depth. They saw something in this kid and they said, we think we have what he needs. It turns out he had what they need. Six goalies. Like I said, Robin Leonard, Logan Thompson, uh, and Laurent Bressois probably all could have been all-stars this year. Johnny Quick is one of the best of the last decade. He now gets another cup. After his, uh, all of his great performances in L.A. I hope they keep him around, honestly. Uh, Yuri Patera put up some amazing numbers when he was between the pipes. Is that not, is that not just, just amazing? Six goalies. Now, Aiden Hill played a majority of the playoffs. Majority. He didn't play the whole playoffs. He came in when... Um, I think it was Logan Thompson started early on. We're gonna look that up. Where is that series? Where is that series? There is that series. I mean, the Golden Knights started this playoffs by losing five to one to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, no, it's Brassois. That's right. Brassois started the series. I played three or four games. It wasn't many. I played, I might have played the first series even. Yeah, I think he played the first series. Because then. Yep, Aiden Hill was uh, in for game number one of the Oilers series. So he missed an entire. He basically, Aiden Hill didn't play in the first series and then proceeded to light the world on fire afterwards and 
he, there wasn't a better goalie. But him and Bobrovsky are one A, one B in this playoffs, and that has a lot to do with why these teams made it. Point number two, I'm gonna read off six names. I'm gonna give you a couple seconds because you're probably gonna yell at the screen if you know it. If you don't, I'll tell you the answer. What do these six people have in common besides being members of the Golden Knights? I have to throw that out there. William Carrier, William Carlson, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marcheseau, Braden McNabb, Shea Theodore. I'm going to give you a couple seconds. Give you a couple seconds. Think about it. What do those six people have in common? Ready for the answer? They are part of the, they are the original six, the six members of the Vegas Golden Knights that have been here since day one, since the origin. The original six misfits, William Carrier, William Carlson, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marcheseau, Braden McNabb, and Shea Theodore. Remember, Bill Foley's the one who said, hey, we're going to win a cup in six, in, by year six. This is year six. Uh, we need to also ask him for the Powerball number for Saturday. That's what we, that's what, that's, that's just incredible. A lot of people say, well, it was ambitious and it just happened to work out. No, he had a plan. The Golden Knights are now like one of five or six franchises to win in the first handful, uh, uh, in the first like uh, six or seven years of their existence. I think Edmonton is the only team to beat them who won it in five years. Everybody else was like five to seven or like six or seven, something like that. But that is just incredible. That's absolutely incredible. But we've already seen a lot of the parties. Uh, the UFC was a little perturbed because the day of the parade was a UFC event at the UFC Apex and attendance and uh, watch numbers were down. Because everybody was on the strip partying with the Golden Knights. Now I think Dana White will get over it because he might have been out there too. We don't. I mean, we don't know that for sure. But he's he's a he's a Vegas guy, so he's a Boston and a Vegas guy. So Dana, you were probably out there. But congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, super excited that a new franchise gets their first cup. I feel like Florida is going to make some moves here soon. And we're probably going to see them. They could easily be right back to the finals. So could Vegas. Vegas is going to lose a couple, but they could add some pieces. But uh, these are two teams you're going to have to contend with uh, coming up in the near future. We talked a little bit last week about the Carolina Hurricanes that we cover here on the show. Um, I think you're going to see a couple uh, gears swapped out in that machine. They're going to they they're going to lose a couple people because you just can't pay everybody. But they're going to bring in some pieces too. Um, I think they are still on the mid to back end of uh, their cup chance run. And Nashville, I believe, is at the beginning of theirs. Nashville, we're going to see a lot of fun changes. We're going to see a lot of good stuff. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, I can't talk about some of it now. I've heard some stuff. I, I need to confirm it. But uh, Nashville fans, boy, be ready to cheer for a, a, a really fun, exciting team this year. And Carolina fans... Keep cheering for that amazing Rod Brendamore style team. Um, let's go to some NHL headlines, right? NHL headlines, and then we'll finish up with the Gladiator notes. NHL headlines, the NHL awards are going to be next Monday, June the 26th. That's 730, 730 Eastern. 
on the eastern or on the eastern um, coast here. Just so you guys know, if you didn't know that, the show is based out of Atlanta. Uh, it's going to be at the Bridgestone Arena. It happened to be close to there. It's probably sold out uh, in Nashville. So the Predators are going to host the NHL Awards. That's going to be great. That's going to be great. I can't wait for that. Speaking of Nashville, your sideline reporter, Kate Pedersen, who is a fan of this show. And, Kate, I appreciate you being a fan of this show. She is uh, always uh, interacting on social media. We need, I, I promise you, people, you guys have reached out to me as well. You would like to have Kate Pedersen, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, on the show. I am working on it. But it's going to be a little more difficult because she is moving on. She, you know, she came from the Edmonton Oilers organization and uh, came down to Nashville, did some great bench and sideline reporting. She is fantastic. She's so much fun to have on camera. Uh, she is moving on. And right before this show come on, producer Sassy showed me where she's moving to. She is moving on to take on a role with the Vancouver Canucks. So congratulations, Kate. Uh, we wish you all the best. We've already wished you uh, the best uh, on social media and all, but we wish you the best here on the show. And uh, also, Kate, if you are listening or people that are friends with Kate or people that may know Kate, maybe the Nashville people will uh, help me out on that. We would love to have you as a special guest on this show to talk about uh, your young career and, and things you have coming up. And just to all around tell you, uh, send all of our well wishes to you. So uh, congratulations to Kate Pedersen. Started in Edmonton. She went to Nashville. Now she is headed back up to our uh, northern neighbors. She's going to the far side, to the west coast, out there to Vancouver to work with the Canucks. And we wish you all the best. And then finally, Peter Laviolette has been named the New York Rangers head coach. Uh, I know the Ranger fans I know, or they 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 agree with me. I, I'm not always a big fan of retreads. I like to give a new guy a chance, especially if there's somebody in your pipeline or somebody in somebody else's pipeline or an assistant coach that you can make a move to. But they went with 58-year-old Peter Laviolette, who has a pretty good past. You know, if you're going to get a retread, you want a guy that has been with the Islanders for a couple years. He was with the Hurricanes for about six years. He was with the Flyers for five. Uh, just finished up with the Predators a couple years ago. He did some good stuff, guys. He, I think he won a cup with Carolina, right? That sounds right. Uh, and then he was with the Capitals for the last handful of years. And part of the reason they let him go with the Capitals is they're just going to try to put keep that team together so that Ovechkin and uh, break Gretzky's record and other things. They're not necessarily trying to build a cup winner. If they end up in the playoffs, great. If not, they're just trying to get Ovechkin to those milestones. That uh, that just happens to be what they're doing. But uh, you know, you can't can't argue with the success of this guy. He has eight all-time and regular season wins with 752. He is 11th in games coached with 1400. And 30 has a 526 career winning percentage. That's more than half, guys. Basically wins about 53% of his games. Uh, he is 16th in Stanley Cup playoff wins as a coach with 78. And 12th 
in postseason games coached with 154. He did win the cup with the Hurricanes. I do have it here uh, in 2006. I think that was a Rod Brendamore year. And he took the Flyers in 2010, the Predators in 2017, all the way to the Stanley Cup final. If you're going to get a retread, get one with a good track record. He has one. So, uh, to me, this is what the Rangers team has needed for a couple years. They need more grit. That is basically the way to put it. They need more controlled aggression. I'm not saying go out and start fighting everybody and shoving everybody around. But, no, you you got to be a little harder on the forecheck and other places like that. You know, he likes to play an aggressive, attacking, pressuring style of hockey. You're going to battle. You're going to grind it out. You know, you're going to get it. You're going to get in the trenches and you're going to get your, you know, dirt under your nails. You're going to get dirty. And that is, that's what this Ranger team has needed for years. Ranger fans know that. Watching the Rangers, I mean, they have a lot of skill. They have a lot of talent. And part of the reason they don't put it together is because, well, they just don't play a lot of hard-nosed hockey. They're more of this finesse-style game. and the game, you still need a little bit of of, uh, of aggression to make it work. You can't just play finesse all the time or you get shoved around. That's kind of what happened to him. But uh, congratulations, New York Rangers. Congratulations, Peter, Peter LaViolette, on uh, being named coached. And wish them much success, unless, of course, they're playing against our Hurricanes. Am I right? I'm right. Lastly. Oh, we didn't have much to talk about this time around. We are approaching 30 minutes on this show. So, appreciate you guys hanging on here. Got some Gladiator notes. Got to find them. Where they go? There they go. The Atlanta Gladiators. This is according to their uh, official email, by the way. Not even the, the, I saw the press release, but the email's more fun. Uh, the Atlanta Gladiators, in conjunction with the ECHL, have announced fulfillments of three transactions from the 22-23 season. This is when it's for future considerations. Uh, the back end of trades. You try to load up, or maybe you try to help somebody else load up if you're not in the race. So, here's what happened. Atlanta has received cash considerations from the Toledo Walleye to fulfill the transaction from November 30th, 2022. Where the Gladiators traded forward Cameron Kiley to Toledo. So we got money to use. And it's not money so that you can, you know, upgrade the facilities or so that the team can uh, go to Disneyland. No, no, no. This is this is to as far as like uh, salary cap type numbers uh, to to help with with uh, paying players. So basically we traded him for money. I'm going to save the middle one for last for a specific reason. Uh, Atlanta has traded forward Michael Morazic to the Cincinnati Cyclones, which completes the future consideration portion of the trade where the Gladiators acquired defenseman Braden Crowder in March 16, 2023. I like that. Michael Morazic's a good player, but I think Braden Crowder is a guy that, that uh, we can use as a cornerstone and a pillar in this upcoming season. So, uh, Look forward to seeing him there. Um, and on Thursday of this week, by the way, June 22nd, they will submit their season-ending roster for the 22-23 season. We've seen a lot of different things, but 
I'll wait to see that final roster now that we did this. And yeah, you hear a little bit of a sigh there. My nephews, one of my nephews' favorite players from the season has been moved to a different team. Atlanta has traded forward Josh Thrower of the Thrower Brothers to the Norfolk Admirals, completing the transaction for February 23rd, 2023, where the Gladiators acquired defenseman Billy Constantine. I like Billy. Billy's a good player. Josh's a good player. Man, we're down to one thrower brother. My nephews uh, are big thrower brother fans. Uh, they like other players, too. But, um, yep, Josh Thrower, thanks for everything. Um, and also Michael Mrazik. But uh, Thrower was a, a big popular star on the team. Appreciate all that he did for the team. And uh, not saying that the way hockey works, we could trade and get him back later this year, or he could hit waivers and we pick him up. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways. But um, appreciate all that Josh Thrower did and uh, wish him the best on his future endeavors. And I wish you guys all the best in your future endeavors as this week has uh, been pretty fun. As I said, depending on when you listen to this, on Wednesday, I will be at a rugby golf tournament. On Friday, we will be in Atlanta for the PFL MMA event. And uh, we got some hockey-related stuff coming soon, guys. It's about to be that fun time where there's not a lot of events to cover, so we get to have fun guests on here. I get to tell you guys about great things upcoming in the season. It's going to be so much fun. But until then, this has been another great edition of Board Check. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York, often imitated, never duplicated. This is Board Check. Keep your eyes up and your shots down. And we'll see you guys next week. Go Predators. Go Canes. Go Glads. Go Owls. Go watch hockey. We'll see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Yeah.